0: What quarterback do you know is sliding through with twelve completions a game? It's twelve. And you know what time it is. It is time for another episode of Couch Coaches. I am once again your host, Jalen aka J Boogie, and you know we are talking all things sports today. First up we're gonna talk about something that uh that's bothering me. And, and and this it's something that a lot of people are letting kind of skate under the radar, just like they're doing this player. And that's the topic of Baker Mayfield. Now Baker right now is the quote unquote leader of the Cleveland Browns, the face of that franchise. And I don't see it. I don't see what he's necessarily done to get all these commercials and hey, not knocking him, go get your money. But he definitely isn't what I call a leader when it comes to this game, and uh, that's one of the big first. That's one of the big questions to start off today. We're gonna to talk about is Baker Mayfield overrated or underrated? Now, right now, some of the things people gonna to say to say that he might be underrated is because this team is eight and three, they're in the playoffs, and they're looking like they're gonna get in the playoffs and maybe make a run. But it's Cleveland. We ain't putting too much money on that. Let me start off by, uh, start off my stance by saying this. A few months, about a few weeks ago, correction, Odell Beckham went down with the, uh, torn ACL. Why did he tear his ACL? He was chasing down an interception that Baker Mayfield had thrown. And then people had the nerve to go back and say, oh, well, Baker's better without Odell. That is not true. And I'm going to tell you why in just a second. But how dare y'all try to blame Odell Beckham for Baker Mayfield not doing what he's supposed to do. He's underperforming. and Y'all are letting him. And if it wasn't for Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, he wouldn't be anywhere. There wouldn't even be a question about who he would be. He'd be in the same conversation with with Daniel Jones and, and Mitchell Trubisky, guys who aren't proving themselves and haven't proven themselves and probably won't prove themselves. Let me let me give y'all just a a couple a couple things about Baker. If y'all don't know how he's been playing over the last, uh, last 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 month or so, roughly in Oakland, he had twelve completions for 122 yards, zero touchdowns. Against Houston, twelve completions, 132 yards, zero touchdowns. Against Philly, twelve completions. 204 yards, zero touchdowns. And then against Jacksonville, he did a little bit better this week. He had 19 completions, 258 yards, and two touchdowns. Now, that's not going to do it. And, and and this is what I'm, I'm saying about the him skating by thing is look at the pattern. They're literally giving this man less attempts per game. That's literally showing that they don't trust you. And you'll say, "Oh, well, they're winning more because Odell's out." They literally took t- attempts to throw passing attempts away from you because without Odell on the field, they don't believe you can complete passes. That's why Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb are getting, you know, 10-15 carries a piece. And they're running the ball very well. So now the team has shifted from when Odell and was on the field to now, would you're going to hand the ball off? Because that's a lot more efficient than what you're going to do passing the ball. And Baker's had a lot of turnover issues this year. It really is his whole career since he's been here. This team right now, if Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt doesn't have a good game, isn't winning games. Baker Mayfield is not the type of quarterback that's going to help you win a game. To me, he almost seems like kind of like the poor man to Alex Smith. Well, Alex Smith can game manage and still but still give you that winning drive if necessary. Baker Mayfield tries to game manage and it doesn't work out for him. And this and this is my thing with that too. He's only in his third year. You are too young of a quarterback and were too explosive in college. To be a game manager now, you were taken too high in the draft to only be completing 12 passes a game in your third year. You're not helping the team out. You're just keeping them kind of above water, and then they're kind of doing the rest. You can't be seen as the leader of this team. You're seen dancing in the locker room when you guys are winning. But there's no way in the world that I'm only having 12 completions in a game. With no touchdowns. And I'm celebrating and dancing in the locker room on IG Live. That 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 don't that don't sit right with me. But it's neither here nor there. We're gonna slide into another topic in the NFL. We're gonna talk about Lamar Jackson. The Ravens are I don't even know who they are anymore. If you look at that team from last year, compared to that team this year, it's night and day. That, that, that Ravens team last year was fun. They were exciting. They were on TV, and people wanted to tune in and watch them. Now people tune in and watch them, they just watch them struggle. They lost a game to Tennessee that they shouldn't have lost. They lost a, a slushy, snowy game in New England a couple weeks before that. I don't believe they should have lost that game either, just based off of the dynamics of their team. Now, this is a team last year that tore everyone up. And no, Lamar wasn't passing for four or 500 yards a game. But his feet, he was already, but he was still accounting for about three 400 yards a game because of straight off his arm and his legs. They were a lot more exciting. The passion seemed to be there. This year, it don't seem like that. It just seemed like they're a team that's just trying to find their way, which doesn't make sense. Stick to your guns and do what you're supposed to what you did last year that got you here. He was the MVP last year for a reason. And I don't feel like he is playing up the par. Now right now they're technically in third place in their division behind Pittsburgh, who's undefeated, and Cleveland, who we just talked about with the Baker Mayfield situation. But lucky for them, Three of the next four games are against teams with losing records. So that does give them a chance to kind of crawl back and maybe get a higher seed in the playoffs or even get in the playoffs at all. But I don't I don't see them doing anything past another first-round exit this year, unfortunately. Um, and that's going to be three years in a row. And getting knocked out of the playoffs three years in a row in the first round especially off of last year when you were number one seed and the year before when you were the division winner, that's not going to cut it. So probably be looking for Harbaugh to be getting replaced and some major pieces being changed around on that offense. But with that being said, too, we're going to shift into another MVP or should be MVP in Russell Wilson. I don't. He is. Uh, he's going through some things right now, and it seems like he just can't get. He can't get his feet up under him. He started off five and zero this year, nineteen touchdowns, three interceptions. They played great. Their next four games, they were one and three, and he has had nine touchdowns and seven interceptions. I, and it seemed like the minute that the MVP talks got really high, he got really low. I'm not sure if that's to say maybe he's just not ready for that MVP conversation fully. But he's he's got the tools to do, to be the MVP. He should have probably been the MVP before. But like I said, it seems like he always gets like, to this certain point in the season where it's just a real struggle for him. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He's top five, regardless of whatever anybody wants to say. But I just don't see him doing Russell Wilson things right now. I just kind of see him kind of relying on DK Metcalf to help give him that spark. Which... Don't get me wrong. There's no there's no problem with that, because DK Metcalf is having a hell of a season. He uh, just had a hell of a game against Philly. Think he had ten catches and 177 yards. So he he's definitely showing people why he he was drafted so high. Because I know there were a lot of questions about him when he did get drafted. I, I I need Russell personally to pull through. Right now, trying to get an MVP this year, you might just go ahead and just give this one up, man, because Patrick Mahomes is definitely (laughs) leading the way for that one. I would say he would be first, and the MVP ranks Aaron Rodgers would probably be second. And then I would probably go out to say Derrick Henry would be third. And I don't see Russ in these last, what, four or five games overtaking one of them to get that to lead that race. We'll see. We don't know yet. But like I said, I don't think that's gonna happen. They still, they Russ still plays in probably the toughest division in the NFL. So it's gonna be a little bit more difficult for him. But um let's move on to a little bit of basketball news. We haven't really talked basketball that much because uh the Lakers just won a championship back in October and uh they officially announced the uh, restart date. And it is uh, December 23rd. And I know it may seem like, dang, did basketball just end? That's because it did. The Lakers just won the NBA championship in what? In the end of October? In the October, they were just claiming a championship. They had less than a month and a half to get ready for this season. I don't think that's fair. Nor do I think that this is going to work out. I think this, to me, sounds like a cash grab because they lost so much money last year with fans not being able to attend and and merch sales and all that stuff. And I understand that. I get that. You got to get your coins. But you got to put these players first because these are the guys that are going to be getting them coins for you. Seats ain't going to sell themselves if their favorite players aren't going to play you already got guys like Kawhi, Paul George, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, a lot of those guys like to load manage. How are you going to have them load managing in a sixty games? How do you expect them to not load manage? I should say, when they've got to turn around and start a season up in two in 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 less than two months, they were all just in the bubble. So I'm not a big fan of this uh, new start date. I think they should have waited until until maybe January, February, gave them at least a couple months, a couple full months, to relax, get with their families, have spent some time with them, and just chill. But they're not giving them that. Instead, they're just saying, hey, we need our money, so get back out there and play. I think you are going to see a lot of injuries, which is one big thing. they just did those guys don't have a lot of time to get to spend money on their bodies. You know, they just put out the thing that said LeBron James is uh spends about a million dollars, over a million dollars on his body every off season. He's not gonna get a chance to do that now. Because now he's gotta try to mix in that body preparation time with family time when before during the off season he could just separate the two. And give you know give a certain amount of time to each thing. He can't do that now. He has to now cut the family time short to get ready for the season, or cut the body prep short. And a guy climbing into his eighteenth year—that's that's extremely hard to do because that time that time that you need to spend getting together is is what ultimately decides how you finish your season. He wouldn't have been able to finish an entire season this year without that, without that body prep. So I don't think that this is a good thing. And it also too shortens up the offseason, which is another little snippet of this right now. Um there are a lot of there are a couple of deals that went down. Um, you got CP3 going to the Suns to help out Devin Booker. I think that's a nice Peace for Devin Booker, because I think that he needs somebody else there. Otherwise, he probably would have be been walking out the front door and nobody would have blamed him. Yeah, Montrezl Harrell, he kind of, you know, surprised a lot of people and went to the Lakers. Didn't even have to move his, didn't have to move his apartment or house where we living in. Stays in L.A. Just gets out the basement, as they call it. Um, Doc Rivers is now the coach of the Philadelphia 76ers. Very interesting, uh, interesting thing there because he's gonna be ha- he's gonna have two entities there in uh, Joel and B and Ben Simmons, and those guys have already got a lot of issues as far as uh playing with each other, and I don't think that they're uh, I don't think they're a good match for each other. They don't play off of each other well. Um, right now. DeMarcus Cousins, shout out to him, even though he uh, he has some, some bad injuries the last couple years. He's just trying to battle back. But he uh, he's going to be going to the Houston Rockets to help out Westbrook and Harden. But Harden may not be there, nor may Westbrook. There have been a couple rumors going around that uh, James is trying to get a deal worked out to where he can get to Brooklyn to team up with KD and Kyrie. And... Russ, there was a deal that came up the way he may possibly go to Charlotte or he may be going to Washington in a trade for John Wall, which I don't necessarily understand that because to me, you're just moving the same piece back and forth. Russ isn't going to shake up Washington at all and John isn't going to shake up Houston at all. So I'm, I'm not a fan of that. And once again, because of the short-off user, you don't have time to try to get a deal made because there's no time for that. So, so and, and so, then that also affects your team chemistry. You got to get contract money together. You got to find other pieces because you know if you're going to get a James Harden, you're going to give up a hell of a lot of pieces. You got to find other people to try to fill those gaps. And you only have... As of today, 21 days, probably about 20 to 19 days by the time the podcast gets put up to find players to play with them and then try to get them to gel together and then start a season. Hell, even the drive, the NBA draft was just last week. Those kids still, those kids now have less than a month to try to figure out how to play with these new teams at this new level. And that's, and that's not including them having to find a home where they're going, figuring out family plans, contracts, endorsements. Like it, it's, putting, it's putting too much on the players, and it's not fair to them. They work too hard and bring in too much of that revenue for you guys to, for the owners to tell them they got to start by the 23rd. And I understand everybody loves Christmas basketball. Everybody loves it. I understand, but with the circumstances going on right now, you're not even going to have fans in these stands for, for some of these teams, and that's it. so. So you're you're putting extra on these guys for what? At this point, it's really just a selfish intention. But, hey, that's how the league goes. They're, you know, they're going to put their money first, and we understand that. But nothing back to the fan thing, like I was just saying, I don't know how that's going to work. I know they said the Warriors are going to do rapid testing at the door. And the NBA did such a great job with the bubble, with the limited amount of teams that they had. Them allowing teams to go back and forth, I don't think this is going to work at all. I don't think this is a great idea. I wouldn't do this. I would take everybody back down to the bubble and then try it again. Because just looking at it, think about this. If you... The NFL guys are already having issues having games rescheduled and pushed around and players missing games because people can't stay in the house. Everybody has their own beliefs. You got the people that don't believe in the mask. You got the people that... Believe in it more than others. You got the safe ones, the precautious ones, but you got the ones that are gonna play uh, be out at their parties every night. And you're mixing all of that in, and it's not gonna and it doesn't mix with well with what's being created here. And and it doesn't add up to me thinking about it like that because you guys don't have enough. There's gonna to be too much travel there's gonna to be too many you can't tell a grown man just like with the NFL you can't tell a grown man to sit in the house or stay in the hotel all night when he got millions of dollars burning holes in his pockets you couldn't even they couldn't even sit in that bubble without breaking violations there. Lou will got out the bubble went to a funeral, and made a stop at Magic City for some wings, so he says. Just, just to get out and breathe, because they were so, they're so used to their lifestyle, and now you're going to ask them to take that away from themselves, from them again after you already took that from them over the summer, and expect them to come out here and just give you these high performance, these high performance games, you know, in a whole season. That's not fair. Now you're going to have a shortened all-star weekend. It's not going to be as exciting. The Olympics are going to be next year, uh, we hope. Don't know how that's going to work. Because right now that second wave of uh, COVID does seem to be hitting, and it seems to be getting worse, and people need to be a lot more safe and a lot more precautious. But I just don't see all of this working out. There's no way to stop these guys from leaving their houses and going out to family gatherings. And oh, you might find them a couple hundred thousand dollars into some of those places that is a lot of money. But that doesn't mean they're still not going to do it. So that's what I'm saying. So that's what I mean. Like, it's almost like putting can't it's almost like that test where you see on the videos on YouTube and TikTok where. They take the candy or the fruit snacks and put it in front of the baby and tell them, Don't touch it, I'm gonna walk away. And and throughout the whole video, you can see the baby kind of looking, looking, seeing where seeing where the parent is, seeing where the parent is. And majority of those babies, you know what they're gonna do? They're gonna go get them snacks. And in this case, a lot of those guys in the league are gonna go enjoy their lives regardless of what's going on around them. Because a lot of them, the good, the, the party life and the nightlife and all that means a lot more than either winning a championship or putting other people at risk. So, unfortunately, I, I don't see this season for the NBA going well. The NFL is already having tremendous issues, and they only play one game a week. You're talking about a league now that's going to have to play two or three games a week, possibly. And you just, it's just not enough time. It's just too many people. And you want to allow fans in. This wasn't thought out too well. With the bubble, they had such a great season because they took their time. They planned it out. They set the rules. You can't expect somebody to go play in a bubble for three months, then come back home for a couple months, for a month, basically, and then have them. A month later, go right back into that kind of mode. That's not fair to them. And I know people say, oh, well, these guys get paid billions of dollars. They get paid millions of dollars. Sit in the bubble. Sit. Sit at home. Sit at home. Yes, they should. They very well should, and I do agree. However, a lot of these guys are 21, 22 years old. Some of the best players in this league right now are under 25. And you expect those guys to sit at home and just watch Netflix and and Hulu and HBO Max and all of that good stuff. And there's some great stuff on there. Shout out to those companies. But you can't expect them to just sit in here and do that all the time. you 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 got to expect them to, like I said, like with that, with that the example I said earlier, that there's going to be a couple of those kids that are going to reach out for that candy. And when one reaches out, the entire league is going to suffer. The Denver Broncos had a situation. All their quarterbacks couldn't stay uh, stay away from people that with COVID came in close contact. They had to pull a wide receiver from the practice squad up to play quarterback. Shout out to Kendall Sutton for actually doing that and holding it down. He tried his best. And just him going out there took a lot of courage, so shout out to him. But but it, it's, it's asking too much because now you're going to basically take away Christmas from these guys, taking away New Year's. You're taking away everything from them and expecting them to just be okay with it. And then on top of that, a lot of their states have different mandates. California is a lot more strict than here in Georgia. Here in Georgia, you can pretty much do whatever the hell you want to do. In California, you can't do that. Up in New York and New Jersey, they're getting ready to shut all that down again. I think Texas is about to follow suit too. And I'm pretty sure up in uh, Detroit with Michigan, they're gonna uh they're gonna be following suit as well soon. So that this is just not something that works out well. And they need to sit down. I need to really think they need to rethink this opening uh the league on the 23rd. I'm, I mean, I'm happy to always see basketball, especially Christmas basketball. It just has a whole different feel. It just makes the day of Christmas that day that be- that much better, I should say. But you got to think about these 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 guys and their families. So for once, I would be asking the, NFL, the NBA, NFL, whoever else is going to start up their leagues, put these guys first, and please realize that I understand you guys are losing money, but losing losing money. Is just a small ramification when you got when you could lose millions of lives. When people are losing millions of lives out here, people are dying every day because of this virus. Playing NBA basketball early, after they just got done playing a month and a half ago, isn't a priority. But if they're choosing money over lives, that's how it's going to do. But I really hope they are safe with this and they do take the right precautions. But on that note, I'm going to end this episode, guys. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Give me your feedback. Keep listening. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me just everywhere on here. I'm going to drop the link on all of them. And, hey, we'll be back next week with another predictions episode and with another episode of Couch Coaches. Y'all have a good night.